you know, I think an important part to remember in that is that we don't always get to decide when that rebirth is going to happen. Mm-hmm. We don't really always get to decide when the, you know, the clarity is going to show up. Like it's some, it's going to show up when it's supposed to show up. This is the Alchemized Life Podcast, and I am your host, Ava Johanna, transformational mentor, speaker, teacher, and most importantly, a woman on a mission to bring wellness to the world. This podcast was created to bridge the gap for anyone craving more love, health, and happiness in each and every day. And with every episode, you will receive practical guidance to create magic in your own life. Combining the expertise of wellness visionaries and thought leaders, each week we will bring it back to basics and provide you with the tools meant to empower you to thrive emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So together, let's ditch the mean girl, you can't sit with us vibes, grab your favorite yoga pants, and start to find your uniquely alchemized life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. Ava Johanna here. I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. I hope that you guys were with loved ones. I know that this holiday was crazy and wild, but I am so grateful to be around my family. My family is truly the best and it makes me so happy when we all are able to get together. One of the best things about moving up to LA is that I'm so much closer to my family. So it was really special to spend Thanksgiving with them, to eat so much food. And holy shit, you guys, I make a killer apple shortbread crisp bar recipe. And I know that's a lot of like descriptive words, but it's so good. I feel like Paula Deen, there's a lot of butter in it. So um, yeah, I don't know. It was very, very good. And Thanksgiving is certainly one of my favorite holidays because your girl likes food. So anyways, on to the next one. Let's talk about this week's episode of the Alchemized Life podcast with Lisa Odenwaller. So I'm really excited about this episode. It happened a little while ago, maybe a couple months ago. So I re-listened to it before recording this intro and I just got so lit up by Lisa's message. She is a killer woman entrepreneur. I mean, her feedback and her story that she shares on the podcast today is going to inspire each and every one of you, whether you own your business or not, whether you are working for somebody or wanting to build your own business. She just gave so many valuable nuggets that really had me inspired. And I'm really excited to re-listen to the episode one more time and just continue to learn from Lisa. We actually met at a event down in, well, down in LA And she was on a panel that I was moderating, talking all about mindfulness and self-care practices and optimizing our lives. And one of the things that really stood out for me is that she really talked about empowerment and female empowerment and confidence and really putting that at the forefront and prioritization of our health because it really does have this ruling factor over so many different things in our lives. You know, if you are operating from an empowered place, you are emoting such an attractive energy. And I don't mean attractive like, oh, you hot. I mean, attractive like people are magnetized to you. And so in this week's episode, you guys are going to learn all about that. And I have to say firsthand that I really, really experienced that when I was in Costa Rica. It was wild. So Costa Rica, the area that we were in the Nicoya Peninsula last week or two weeks ago is a blue zone. And blue zones are different areas on the planet where people live the longest and are the happiest and most joyful and fulfilled. And so they're doing something right. And I was really, really 
interested in figuring out what the hell that was. And what I found is that people were so present, so grateful, and just so involved in whatever they were doing within that moment. It was as if time stood still. And so throughout my time there, I really started to adapt that feeling of presence. Um, I didn't have my phone, so or I didn't have service on my phone. So it was very, very easy for me to really drop in and just be very involved in every conversation, making the craziest eye contact with every single person that I connected with. And over time of doing this and practicing this, I realized how receptive people were being to me. And so I wanted to share that with you guys, especially as we move into the holidays, further into the holidays at least, we have an opportunity to really practice presence. And on the flip side, we have an opportunity to really fucking trip ourselves out. So what is it that you choose to do? Because you are the active decider of your actions. You are the active decider of your emotions and your attitude. And so if you can take these words and like really resonate with what I'm sharing today and how presence is really your superpower, you can allow yourself to lean into joy and receptivity and presence and connection with everyone around you and yourself through the holiday season, rather than getting yourself tripped up on what's coming next. I have to be honest, for the first time since I launched my business, when I was in Costa Rica, I hardly talked about work, besides, of course, on the retreat when I was talking about building a business, but I hardly talked about work outside of the workshops. And it was the first time that I wasn't thinking what's next. And it felt so good, you guys. It's so easy for us to constantly think what's next. But what happens when we let go of that and simply allow ourselves to be? What I experienced was connection, soulful conversations, more like myself than ever before, and this almost supernatural ability to be with myself, be with my intuition, and connect to nature around me. And I might sound crazy right now, I've already had multiple people tell me since I got home that I am not the same person, um, which is exciting and terrifying all at the same time. Um, But I hope that these words resonate with you. I hope that this message resonates with you. It's so easy, especially for me. I'm so type A to get into the habit of what's next and really putting all of my power outside of myself in the future. And my work right now is to integrate all that I experienced in Costa Rica to continue empowering myself in the now. And I really believe that this conversation with Lisa is going to inspire you just as much as I hope that this intro has inspired you. She's the founder of Chroma Superfoods, one of my favorite superfood um, latte mixes that you can take on the go. I love them so much. Like I said, I met Lisa over the summer at a panel that I was moderating here in LA and she just totally blew my mind. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this conversation. If it resonates with you, even if this intro resonates with you, it would mean the world to me if you shared this with somebody who really needs to hear this message and hear Lisa's message as well. And of course subscribing to the podcast, leaving it a rating, leaving it a review. It helps the podcast get out to so many people. And 2020, man, it is the year of taking this podcast on tour. It is the year of really continuing to step into my voice and share and share frequently and share loudly and share unapologetically. And so I'm so excited to have you guys along for the ride. And every review, every share 
really helps to support the podcast, really helps to support me so I can continue being in my zone of genius and creating for you guys. You're the reason I do all of this. And I feel so grateful for this community. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Let's jump into today's episode with Lisa Odenweller. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me on the Alchemized Life podcast. It is really an honor to have you here. And I'm really excited for this conversation today. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. So we've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I know when I initially met you, it was at the XX Project event at Equinox. And one of the things that just like completely sparked my attention and intrigued me and was like, I need to have her on the podcast was your answer to the question about really finding that balance and knowing like it's okay to be wherever you're at in your self-care journey. And so you've had this incredible career so far. And I'm sure over this entire career, there's been this roller coaster of really like finding yourself, losing yourself, coming back and like the practices that have really been that anchor for you along the way, if that makes sense. So I just want to know like your whole life story. (laughs) Where do we start? Where do we start? Oh my gosh. There's a lot of questions in that question, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Well, I want to... Maybe I'll address the first one um, really around this idea of balance. And you know, I am a a single mom. I've got three kids. Um, Started my last company Beaming when I was going through divorce. Um, I'd had several companies before Beaming, um, but nothing quite as significant as what Beaming was. And... um, Going through divorce, I had, I think they were all under the age of 12, right? And having this huge vision and this dream to bring something to life, um, but having no experience or way, wherewithal or money even to do it, you know, while I'm going through something pretty major. And, you know, through that are different trials and tribulations through life that we go through as we're trying to bring something to life. We've got jobs, we've got kids, we've got partners, we're trying to take care of ourselves. You know, balance is, I don't know what balance is. You know, I think that we are um, constantly, I mean, one of the things that I, even now as I launch this new company, Chroma, and I live in two cities and I still have three kids and I'm still single and, you know, it's a very crazy lifestyle, but I still take care of me and I still find a time to take care of me, even if it's 30 minutes to like jump in the ocean or do some, you know, uh, jumping jacks or burpees or whatever it has to be or meditate or what are the things that are going to keep me nourished amidst the craziness of life? How do I fuel myself with food that's going to also then nourish, right? And the choices that I make are going to help keep me going and sustain me through. It, the all the things that you know life pulls us here and there and um you know i don't know if there is such thing as balance but people often ask me they're like how do you do all of this and i laugh and i say well there's some things i re- do really really well but don't open my fridge right because it's probably not very organized and there's probably not any food in it right you know don't go in my closet because it's a disaster right and everything's not organized it is maybe to me right and maybe my car's a mess like there's there I can't do everything well right so the things that have to get done well and where it takes my full attention and then I either find people to help me or I just don't worry about it 
because I'm not going to be able to do everything well. And I think that's where people get tripped up mm-hmm. on balance is thinking we have to perfect everything. And, you know, it's just not possible. And I think that's true in, you know, even bringing businesses to life, right? We over, it's like, oh, I can't do it until it's perfect. And, you know, so many of us suffer from that kind of perfectionism, but that it's also very stifling because then, well, when is it good enough? When can you bring this? You know, when when is it to a point where you can actually just even get it something out there? So there's a lot of things to kind of answer that question. It probably wasn't my life story, but I gave you snippets of it along the way yeah. that also really kind of speak to this idea of, of, you know, how do we, especially, you know, as women, like we juggle a lot, you know, we are incredible just humans and we're unique and we're very different than men and we think differently and we we take on energy differently and we feel differently and we think differently that there's just all of these things as women that are real and true and we have to acknowledge that because you know our idea of balance versus what a man a man looks at us and goes I don't get it like what are you stressed about and you're like what yeah right so Anyway, I, I don't know if that was helpful, but um, there's just a lot. There's a lot of juiciness in being a woman and and all the things that, you know, especially when we are creators and we want to bring magic to life, Yeah, you know, and how do you do that? Especially if there's a lot of other components involved. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're totally right. And balance is really this like sliding scale for every person too. You know, balance for me three years ago meant being able to take my Fridays off and clean the whole house. And I had a lot of joy doing that. And, you know, I was guilty um, literally 20 minutes before you came over feeling super guilty because I was booking um, a housekeeper to come to my house. And I'm like, I used to be able to do this. This should be me. Like I should be doing this. I don't need to spend money on this. And then I realized I'm like, wait a second. But right now that doesn't like, that's not realistic for me to clean my entire house. And that's okay because my priorities have shifted a little bit. That doesn't mean that I'm out of balance or too busy to be able to like serve my home in the way that I wish I could. I think that is such an important part because I think as women, like we, we think we can do it all. And in many ways we can, but is that really in the best interest of ourselves, of our partners, of our children? Like something has to give. You know, uh, Marie Forleo, I'm sure you're quite familiar with and many of you probably are. I, I love her and I love a lot of her messages and I've followed her for years. And um, she's always had a very strong message around like, you focus on what you do really, really well. Keep your attention there. And the things that, even if you clean the house really well, like is that the best use of your time, right? right? Like, things that you can pass off, do, and don't be afraid to let it go. In fact, that actually shows power and empowerment that you're willing to let things go and that you're not trying to do everything, you know? And, you know, again, there's no no one way to do it, but you have to have boundaries, right? You have to have boundaries with your time. You have to have boundaries in friendship and relationships. And you have to like be really clear, like, what am I focused on? What do I want to create? And what are the steps I have to do to do that? And what has to give in order for me to do that? And that might mean, you know, you can't go out with friends three nights a week or whatever that is. Like, where are you going to prioritize your time? And yeah, there are people who can clean your house and they'll do a great job of it. And as much as you might've enjoyed that, you get to put that aside and it's going to free you up to then focus on other things. Yeah, I think that that brings up such an important point of control, which is something Mm -hmm. that I have struggled with and still struggle with um, for a while, you know, whether it was first like hiring my first freelance employee to help me or giving up the control of cleaning my house. There's just like so many layers of 
seeing control come to the surface and then me having to let it go or like just look at it straight on and be like, oh, okay, I see where this control has come from. So for yeah. you, what is your control? I have control? a great story yeah, with this. I so, so I, I mean, I like you and so many of us, you know, it's like, well, no one's going to do what you do the way that you do it. And they're probably not going to think that you the way that you do and probably not take as much care and attention as you do, right? And so the first step is to realize, but that doesn't mean good or bad. It means like, you know, just accepting that it just is going to be different, right? And then in order for you to get to where you're trying to go, it's necessary. So when I was starting Beaming, um, this was, call it nine years ago, and I don't know if it's worth mentioning and having some context that Beaming is a bunch of superfood cafes that I started in Southern California. And there's 10 of them, three in San Diego, seven in Los Angeles. And um, started it with having no experience or background. I didn't have any idea how to start a superfood cafe, right? But I had a big vision and a strong mission about food as medicine and how to help people experience greater health through just being more mindful of what we put in our bodies. And so the my why was so clear. And we can come back to that in conversation. But as it relates to control, you know, as I had a huge vision for beaming and I opened the first cafe, you know, again, I had no idea what I was doing. And so I had to bring in a lot of people to help that knew a lot more than I did. Right. And that also meant people to run the cafe. Like I didn't have experience with that. And as much as it was really hard to, to, to let go and have someone else run it. Um, and I would walk in sometimes and I'd be horrified yeah. because, <laughs> some, you know, it's, it would be dirty or I, like the trash know, can is off. Right yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would come in, I'd see every single thing that was wrong. Right. And, whether it was the energy of of however the employees were talking to customers or whatever it was. And it was, I mean, it was, there was a lot of anxiety in that for me. And it was really an opportunity for me to learn about leadership mm-hmm. and who I could be as a leader to support the people that are supporting me. Right. As opposed to it being that they're not, they're not showing up, they're not doing this right. Like, how can I like help them and together create this, right? So that the people that are supporting you, that as you give up control, that you're really there to help them kind of meet you and understand and share that vision with you, right? And I think that's where giving up control becomes a little bit easier. It still tested me and it still does now as I have the new company. But I also had a thing that I thought, I can't do what I do best if I micromanage this. I can't contribute and create this big, huge dream and vision that I have for Beaming if I'm at the store all day long, you know, um, helicoptering, you know, around every detail of that cafe. I had to stay focused where I knew I was trying to grow the company. And what was hilarious is I'm no longer with Beaming now, but because it's sold, but while I was with it, I never had a key to any of the cafes. Mm. And people thought that was nuts. And they were like, how do you not have keys to all of your stores? And I said, because symbolically for me, it meant that it was dependent on me. Mm. And I didn't ever want it to be dependent on me because I wanted them to be like, I wanted the the, the managers who were running it or, you know, the, the, the people that were really supporting the operations of it, that they were in control of that so I could go do what I do best. Yeah. And it didn't mean that I was not engaged and not involved, but it also meant that like, let people show up for you. Empowering them too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So why decide to launch a business like Beaming in the midst of a divorce? 
Oh, sounds like you had a lot going on. (laughs) Well, so, you know, it was, it was percolating while I was married. Um, but I also knew that my divorce was inevitable, probably since the day I got married, (laughs) but that's a separate story. And I had dabbled in so many different things along the way. Um, I had, been you know an executive in the software industry, moved to San Diego, and I wanted to have more children, and so I had to kind of have a home business. I did interior design and window coverings. I launched a jewelry company. Like I, you know, I've done a lot of different things yeah. along the way. But when beaming, the idea for beaming came, um, and it was really born out of this idea of like we have more control over our health than we think we do, and you know, eighty percent of what we put in our body is uh, we have that much control over our uh, over our health. And it's really about what you eat, drink, and think, Mm -hmm. right? And actually that message came through when I saw Chris Carr speak at a Marie Forleo event. And I looked at a friend and I said, my God, as I was watching her talk and her radiance and sharing her story with the room. And I said, my God, that woman is beaming. So how this kind of comes back to your question about the marriage is it, it, a seed was planted while I was married. And I really wanted to explore this idea of food as medicine. And I was probably in my late 30s at the time. And my kids were younger and my daughter was on ADD medication. And so as I started to research more and more about like what you put in your body really matters. And I'd always been healthy, but I thought, wait, this is more than that. Like, what does it really mean to nourish our bodies? And it's not about perfection. So I started making simple changes in the in our diet at home as a family. And those changes were having profound effects and how I was feeling, how my husband was feeling at the time. Um, my kids, the boys were young. And once you started realizing that whole grain goldfish has all sorts of chemicals. It's such a bummer. And I mean, there's a, I know, because they're so good, right? And, you know, and wheat thins are not actually good for you. And I know this is like, you know, probably old news for many of you, but like at the time, nine years ago, like we fell for a lot of this marketing. Anyway, fast forward, I, um, we were having such incredible health transformations, including my daughter coming off of ADD medication wow. because of just removing the triggers in her brain, mm-hmm. um, sugar, wheat dairy, gluten, et cetera. And I was like, I have to share this information in, in a way that's going to really make a difference. And in a way that he, that can cause a transfer, you know, create the transformation that we've had in our family. And so I, I was married at the time when I was researching and like kind of playing with this idea of food as medicine. And well, what if I start with a food-based cleanse instead of juice cleansing and we start and we really like nourish our bodies as opposed to starving them. Like we set ourselves up for success. So while I was still married, I started a food-based cleanse named Beaming Mm -hmm. with the idea that people would feel so good that they would want this all the time. And, um, And it worked and it created a cult following and through that, I knew that I could then open a cafe because everybody wanted this stuff all the time. So as that was leading towards kind of this bigger thing that was happening with beaming was the same time that my husband and I were deciding that our time was done. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I chose that time, but it was the right time. Yeah. I think just because, you know, it was time for me to have a rebirth. It was time for me to really go do what I was going to go do. And and my husband was not overly supportive. And I really, I, I wanted to, if I was going to have a partner in my life, I wanted a partner to show up. And if he's not going to show up, I'll go do it on my own. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was scary. You know, I didn't have a dollar to my name. I, you know, I was 
opening a cafe, signed a lease without any money, trying to raise money, never done that before, build a business model, figure out what your projections and financials are going to be. I hadn't done any of that before. Last week, I shared with you guys my obsession with Audible, especially for travel. We have the holidays coming up. We already passed Thanksgiving and we're going to be traveling a lot. So using Audible is my favorite way to consume information while I'm on the go, especially when I'm on a plane or in transition to some other area of the country or the globe. Do you guys use Audible? I freaking love it. It is amazing for nonfiction because it lets you place bookmarks and clips throughout the book. So as you're listening, you can mark any sections that you want to go back to and listen. I recently finished Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein, and I absolutely love it. And I'm moving on to Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. I'm really excited to listen to it. I love Audible, and I love that you can do it passively and not have to focus all of your attention on reading a book, but instead consume the information as you're doing a variety of things. So I use the Audible monthly membership and it's great because you can pick out one audiobook a month and two Audible original stories. And what I love is that you can easily exchange any title you don't love at any time and send books to friends that haven't tried Audible before. It's a really fun way for me to send things to the different women that I mentor and my friends. And I just think it's a great way to connect on deeper topics that I really enjoy reading and listening to. If you haven't used Audible before, you have to try it out. Seriously, for those of you that don't like reading, this is the perfect way to listen to books. Like this podcast, it's great for commuting, cooking in the background while you work. And again, like I said, travel. I'm giving you guys a 30-day Audible trial so you can start listening today. Choose one audiobook. You can go for Super Attractor or listening to Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself alongside me and two Audible originals for absolutely free. All you have to do is visit audible.com forward slash alchemized or text alchemized to 500, 500 to start listening to your first audiobook today. Again, that's audible.com slash alchemized and text alchemized to 500, 500. How did you, how did you figure it all out? You just like dove right into it. Did you call on support? Because I think that yeah. there's, that, I mean, that's what stops people. That's what stops people dead in their tracks. They say, oh, I have to figure out what a marketing plan is or a budget sheet. Yeah. I don't know how to do that number. Scare me. I'm done. So I, there's a lot that I didn't know. I mean, I, didn't have, I don't... I didn't have a culinary background. I didn't have a nutrition background, although I did go to IIN. Like, I didn't... I didn't have an MBA. I'd never created a performa before. I mean, I, I didn't have... I'd never worked in a restaurant before. So... I didn't have any of the qualifications. Um, but what I had was a very strong mission that was going to happen no matter what. I was going to bring this to life. And so I think as we are inspired to do and create, I think, you know, we obviously get in our way, right? Because we get stuck on how, right? Like, how the heck am I going to do this? And it's not that I didn't have that. And even as I started this new company, Chroma, it's an online company. So this is a whole new challenge that I don't know anything about, right? And I have all sorts of how, you know, that I'm like, can I, do I really have what it takes to do this? But then, you know, I think it's one step, it's, it's momentum. It's one step in front of the other. Mm -hmm. It's surrounding yourself with people who know a lot more than you do. It's asking questions. It's, it's really, it's, gathering information and continuing to keep the momentum going of your dream. Because as soon as we stop feeding it, it stops. 
And so I think it's always constantly just, you know, remembering why, why do you want to do this and letting that be the energy that drives you. And then really calling upon help because I mean, whether you know people that can help somebody, you know, knows somebody that probably has something that they can teach you about what you're trying to do. Having mentors, right? I may have so many incredible mentors and advisors. I didn't actually, when I created Beaming, but I did go find help. I did go try to find people who had experience in cafes, had experience in you know running cafes or culinary people. And you know, I read a book on cleansing um, by a woman named Adina Nimarau, and I loved her philosophy. And so she's a holistic chef. She's an amazing woman. Tracked her down on Facebook and was like, "Hey, I have this idea. Want to do it with me?" So I was able to learn from her, you know, and co-create with her. But if I tried to do it by myself, and I think that's where, especially as women, like we kind of get stuck and tripped up. Is like, there is a world of support around us all the time. We just have to ask for it. Yeah, absolutely. I think also for single moms too, that can be really difficult. Because I know like for my mom, she had to go so long as a single mom without any help. And now she's finally getting to the point where she feels comfortable asking for help. Yeah. And I'm and I remind her every time, I'm like, this help was always here for you. Yeah. You just had to feel comfortable enough to ask for it, but it was always here for you. Well, and think about it too, like from the other side. Like if you knew your friends needed help, right? And you found out that they didn't ask you, like you'd be really bummed. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. we, especially as women, want to help. And men do too. Like, it's amazing when you go out and you ask for help. Like, people want to show up for you. Yeah. Right. Obviously, come prepared. No, be clear about what you're trying to do, but you don't have to come with all the answers. That's why you're asking for help. Yeah, absolutely. So, I love that so much of your work is rooted in female empowerment and just connection of women to women. And um, it sounds like with Chroma conversations, and we can jump into that right now, um, that is a lot of what you're doing. So, can you just um, share and elaborate a little bit more on one on Chroma conversations and why that's so important, and then your mission behind every all the work that you've been doing as it goes to women empowerment. Yeah. So, and if I if it's if I can just acknowledge a little bit, just so it's clear to everyone, yes. um, Chroma with a K is my new superfood company, and I've just recently soft launched it online and at Erewhon uh, Grocery Markets here in LA. Congratulations! Thank you. And um, the first products we launched with, because it's important to know that to go into the conversation piece, um, are instant super lattes. So that have been infused with adaptogens. So for any of you who drink, you know, a matcha latte or golden milk turmeric latte or You've heard of mushroom lattes and cacao and all these incredible ingredients. I took all of my favorite things, you know, whether it was matcha, lion's mane, ashwagandha, maca, turmeric, ginger, collagen, etc., and all these powerful super herbs that I used at Beaming, my last superfood company that I was obsessed with and had all sorts of amazing health benefits from. I took those and created these instant super lattes, right? So think of kind of a a coffee latte, but like really, really good for you, right? And so, you know, because this new one is a direct-to-consumer online, you know, one of the things that I missed that Beaming had was the stores, right? The cafes brought people together. I could talk to you. I could connect with you. And that's what really lights me up is really the connection and the inspiration and how do we support one another? And so as as this business is, is a different kind of go-to-market, if you will... I really wanted to bring it to kind of offline. And because of my experience with Beaming, because I've learned so much in my journey of creating a company like Beaming, um, 
selling it, stepping away from it in at many points in time, not because I wanted to and and learning some hard lessons. I feel like I've ha- gained a lot of wisdom, you know, as a woman that I really want to share and I really believe so much in who we are as women that how can we come together and connect more. So what Chroma Conversations are, and we're just starting this idea that you know we all get together as women or we want to get together anyway, um, more and more, right? To connect and learn from each other and inspire each other and support each other. And so this idea is that you know when we get together, we do one of two things. We probably go get coffee and tea or we have wine. Those are probably the main things, yeah. right? Rarely, you know, or lunch or something. I don't, we don't usually get together and drink water, right? And so the idea was like it's coffee talk, right? So these super lattes are these really beautiful, nourishing beverages, but how we can create conversation by sharing a beautiful beverage together, having different topics of conversation, whether it's after a yoga class, whether it's a gathering that you have at your home just to kind of have a talk about love and relationship, have a talk about wellness and how to do a a cleanse, right? Like how to create a cleanse, how to do fascia rolling. You know, I mean, there's so many different conversations, how to start a business. And so we are doing these kind of beta tests of Chroma conversations after yoga classes. This past weekend, 10 women and I got together and we had this amazing woman, Zoe Coors, come in and and talk to us about sex. And we had an afternoon talking about sex and vaginas and we drank Chroma lattes. And it was like, these are Chroma conversations, right? They're real, they're authentic, they're connected, they're nourished. And um, so we're going to be doing a lot of that, you know, covering Every topic, I think, is women that we want to talk, you know, and it's a it's a catalyst for for authentic conversation. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's what's so important is that there are so many brands out there that are just the brand, and I think that you know, I know that there's, I know, not I think, I know that there's women that are listening to this podcast that have created their own companies, and to give it that more human type personality and persona to the brand is something that I think can be really challenging. So what advice would you have for somebody who does have their own company to kind of you know, extend that, that olive branch and make more of it than just a product or make more of it than just a course or a one-on-one mentorship? Like how do we, hmm. how do we break down that barrier and make it more inclusive and more um, about community than just the product or the service itself? I, um, I love the question. And um, I don't know if I have the perfect answer, but I have some thoughts. So I think that, you know, the, first of all, I mean, in starting any business, being really clear about, you know, and I referenced this before, what's your why? Like, yeah. why do you really want to do this? And whenever I consult with clients and, and work with them, it's I really, this is where we start, right? Because building a business is really hard. And it is not for the faint of heart. And there are times with my new company, I'm like, really? Did I do this again? <laughs> like, oh my God. And there's the roller coaster and there's the highs of like, oh my God, that just happened. And then there's like, holy shit, how am I going to get out of this mess? And there's there's so many dynamics to it, right? So you have to be connected to your bigger mission to keep going. Mm-hmm. And part of the bigger mission is when you are so connected to that, your passion is contagious. It's intoxicating. Like people want to be around it. And there's an energy with that, right? And so I don't know that every business needs to create community, 
but I think every business has to have energy. Yeah. And the energy is what creates community, right? I mean, you feel it. You know the difference between a, a brand that's just a product and a brand that you want to connect to, right? Whether it's a brand, whether it's a service, I mean, whether you are a life coach or you are a yoga instructor or you're, you know, starting a beauty product, like whatever that might be, there's energy in everything you do. There's energy in what you write. There's energy in the pictures that you post on social. Like it's being mindful of that and how you're interacting and how you're engaging and and really like what are you what are you trying to do with this? Like what's your vision? Right? Because it's it, there's this balance between just just go and just start something. And then there's like, where would I love to go? Like, if I could do anything, what would this look like? And so I think as we are really trying to create, um, we have to be not only clear what it is that we're trying to create, but I think we have to infuse it with your whole essence and your whole being, because that's what people respond to. And that's what people connect to. And there's a very big difference between a business that is fed from your soul and a business that is just a business. I resonate with that so deeply. And one of the things that like was really, really like on the top of my mind as you were speaking about all of this, as you've mentioned, you know, you have had high highs and low lows. And so in those times when you have been questioning, why did I even get into this? What, like what's going on? Um, Is this the right path? One, can you speak a little bit to those times and also how you were able to keep that energy and that why and that passion? Yes. I love that question. And I went, I was in it last week and I was in a really, really intense moment last week. And I was like, holy moly, like, how, what am I going to do here? And it was like, it was also, if I'm not mistaken, last week we were still getting through Mercury retrograde. And I, I know so. you had talked about it. It was awful. I think it's been a lot, a lot <laughs> it was longer. Awful. God, I think I would have ended, right? And so anyway, it was there was a lot of energy in the universe, right? And we won't get into that. But I was in and it was probably a two-week period of time that I was just like, bleh, like not having fun. Cause like I said, the the the, the entrepreneur journey is is a lot of not fun. Right. And so it was kind of just heavy and I felt stuck. I felt like, like I was going through quicksand and I was just like, nothing was working. And I, you know, the difference when, when you're in your groove, everything's in flow, magic shows up, the right people, the right, everything kind of just shows up magically Mm -hmm. when you're in flow. This week, not last week. Yes. (laughs) Right. This week I am last week, not so much in the week's prior. And so that's just going to be part of the story. But what happened actually for me was I was going to bed one night and I, next to my bed was the Tao of Leadership, a book, right? And I actually had never read it, but it happened to be sitting next to my bed. And in it was this really small paragraph, but really the context of it was surrendering surrendering and allowing. And it hit me because it was talking about like when we push and we're just like in struggle, like is when things kind of don't flow because they can't like energetically flow. And like, I literally just took a big breath and I was like, wait, let me reconnect with what I'm creating and why. And just really like allow this. And it's not about like just letting, you know, woo-woo show up, but like shift my energy so that I can allow the right things to show up, that I can 
surrender to this process of the things that weren't going the right way, well, maybe they're not going the right way for a reason. Like, what if it's for to kind of redirect you and nudge you over here as opposed to making it like, no, it's supposed to be this way. There's opportunities for us to shift and pivot and we have to. And so I think that like during those times is the, is the time where you really have to go back inward and like really check in with your energy, check in with how you're approaching things, regroup on like, wait, what's the bigger picture here of what I'm trying to do? And is there another way I can navigate mm-hmm. to get there? Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes we get so on our linear course that we can't see straight. And that's when we have to step back and go, wait, that course might've made sense then, but maybe I need to like divert over here a little bit. Yeah, I think so. That's, yeah, I think that's a great answer. And that's something that I've seen come up in my life so many times, you know, couple months ago, I was having, well, I think like right when the eclipse and retrograde started happening, I just like was having so many troubles in in one area of my business. And initially I was like, okay, well, what is this trying to teach me? What is this trying to teach me? Okay. I need to like start using contracts and get paid up front. And this is what I'm going to do. And I was like, okay, I'll start doing this. And then even after I started doing that, I was still having issues. And then at that point, I'm like, okay, well, let me take a second. Like, does this still feel good to me? Like, does it still feel good to me to be doing this? Or have I let this instance, this instance, and this instance suck all of the fun, all of like the passion out of it? And at that point, I was like, I have. So, you know, maybe this isn't right for me right now. I'm not going to write it off completely. But right now, this isn't going to be my focus because there's four other areas of my business that are making me so much more happy and that I'm not coming up against these problems with. I love what you just said because it is a constant check-in, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, why are we, why are we doing this, right? Like, it has to be fun, right? Yes, we all need to make money or whatever it is. But like, what drives us, especially as women, is we want to bring magic. We want to change the world. We want to inspire. We want to bring our gifts to life. And the business can take that that spirit and soul away because of the heavy lifting, right? And so having those check-ins like, okay, maybe this isn't the time for that. Or maybe it is, but it needs to look different. And that you have to be able to have those check-ins because otherwise we just end up forcing and dead walking through creation. And then it's like, well, what's the point, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. we as women, like we need to feel inspired. Right. And if I have a moment, I'd love to share a quick story about last week, which is a perfect example to this. So I'm I'm driving to San uh, to LA from San Diego, which I do weekly because I live in both cities. God bless you. It's a lot of driving <laughs> and um, it's a lot of juggling. And um, we had a kind of a financial crisis in the business. Um, like I guess it was last week. It feels like, like thank God, a long time ago. And we weren't sure how much longer we were going to go. And I needed to call in a lifeline for money. And so I called upon one of my investors and I had a hard, hard time reaching him. Finally get him on the phone. I'm giving him kind of the whole positioning of like what we're doing and kind of what we're trying to do and what... And I'm getting to a point to like ask for the money, right? And my son calls in 20 times because he needs an Uber to get home from football practice. And I'm driving. And because of his 20 calls, the phone disconnects with, right as I'm about to ask for the oh, money from my investor. And I was like, ah! And so I can't get the investor back on the phone. And it threw my day off. I was like, oh my God, now You're what am I going to do? Home. I was like, do you know what you 
did. Like I was just like, oh my God. Now and I was I was obviously not thrilled with my son because he was not very patient. But there was this other, like I kind of went into this like negative energy. And I ran into, and I went to to talk with one of my advisors and he said something that was profound. And this is why I wanted to share it. Is he said, what if that was supposed to happen? And that stopped me in my tracks because it made me look at it differently because maybe that wasn't the time to ask. Maybe I wasn't in the right space. Maybe he wasn't in the right space to receive the ask, Mm -hmm. right? Two days later, got on the phone, he funded the money, all was good. And I realized, I think it wasn't the right time. So thank you, son, for calling me 20 times and disconnecting the call. But so many times in business and in life, really, it's like sometimes those little, you know, mess ups are actually the gifts. Yeah. And really seeing them in that and going, well, you know, even though I that really seemed inconvenient or really frustrating at the time, maybe there is a gift in this. Yeah. The interventions that you have no idea yeah. until hindsight. Cause we're not doing this alone. I mean, there's a whole and that's actually if I want to add on to that, like I I, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, like I sometimes forget to ask for help from like higher sources, right? And whatever you're you know, spiritual or or religious connections might be, but like, we're not alone. And so if we kind of like ask for help, ask for guidance, how I always constantly ask, like, how can I best serve? Mm -hmm. And it's amazing when I ask that, kind of like what shows up. And sometimes I forget to ask. And um, it's a great reminder, like to really connect with that. And because I've always found that magic does appear, you know, uh, when I do, yeah. Um, especially when you're on your path and you're on your mission, um, you're supported. 100%. And when mm-hmm. you're not on your path, it will support you in getting back on in that path. Vietnam, yeah. <laughs> or on a different one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that totally reminds me when I was in Canada a couple of weeks ago, I was meditating and I'm like, okay, well, what am I supposed to create next? And, um, you know, was waiting for my answer in my meditation, of course, because yeah. I'm um, like, come on, let's do this universe. And um, didn't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of a couple of days later, I'm listening to a podcast and I get this like spark of inspiration, and I'm like, "Oh, I should do that." But it wasn't until a couple days later that I had enough awareness to be like, "Oh, that was the answer." And so yeah. I think that that's an important note: is that like when you are asking for help, don't sometimes the answer does come right away, but sometimes it doesn't. So don't feel like you're not alone in this. Just be aware. Aware that it's on its way. Yeah, I think it's and it's it is trusting that process. It goes back to that kind of surrendering and allowing. And we don't always get to choose when it's going to show up for us, when that clarity is going to show up for us. I mean, I went through some really, really dark time when I had to step away from beaming. And it was the worst experience of my life, you know, to build something that was a piece of my soul and to have honestly partners that were misaligned and having to let it go. And it took me a couple of years to recover from that. And I so badly wanted to just like be like, okay, we're done now. Like, can I have me back? And I like, I had to go to the deepest, darkest places of like, okay, what can I learn from here? How can I go deep and learn what I'm supposed to learn from this? Take the gifts away with it. Never end up here again and kind of rebirth. But you know, I think an important part to remember in that is that we don't always get to decide when that rebirth is going to happen. Mm-hmm. We don't really always get to decide when the you know the clarity is going to show up. Like it's some, it's going to show up when it's supposed to show up. 
And I remember like really, really, really like going, wow, like how much longer? You know, and, and that could be whether it's a divorce or a breakup or job loss or whatever you might be going through. And it's like sometimes you just have to go through the process. Yeah. And I there was times where I was like, Am I ever gonna like feel like me again? Am I ever gonna be excited and passionate about something again? Am I gonna, you know, be able to create again? And through my, you know, commitment to continuing to work on me and then continuing to just try to trust the process, I'm back. You know, but it wasn't. It wasn't like okay. You know, it's a week now. Can yeah, I? Can I'm ready. I? I'm ready. <laughs> like, you, and for any of us that have gone through tough times, like you know, I mean, it's just sometimes it 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 lasts. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. All right, you guys. We are taking one last quick break from the interview because Thanksgiving's over but we're still halfway through the holidays. And sometimes holiday cheer can feel more like holiday stress. Last year, I wrote a blog post all about how meditation can help to navigate conversations with your drunk relatives. And it's pretty spot on. I mean, there's so much that goes on around the holidays. We're cooking meals, we're traveling, you know, trying to pick out gifts. And in these times, that is when my meditation practice is the most important to keep me grounded and centered, to take a moment for myself and simply just press pause on all of the craziness that happens over the holidays. In these times, I use the Calm app and Calm is the number one app for meditation. It's loaded with content that can help lower stress, ease anxiety, and improve focus. It's not just meditation. There's so much. There's hundreds of hours of content, including sleep stories, soothing music, nature noises, and so much more. And I know, I know. A big excuse is I don't have enough time to meditate, especially during the holidays, but you don't need a ton of time to get started. Even a five-minute meditation can make a big difference and it's perfect for beginners. So for a limited time, our show listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com forward slash alchemized. Again, all you have to do is head to calm.com forward slash alchemized right now and get 25% off a Calm premium subscription. It comes with unlimited access to Calm's entire library and new content is added every single week. Get started today at calm.com forward slash alchemized. Again, that's calm.com forward slash alchemized. I mean, and it sounds like from that whole experience, it's you've just developed so much resilience and flexibility, which yeah. are so important. I mean, in life, yeah. just in life. And so can you speak a little bit to both of those things, developing the resilience and the flexibility? Because mm. I think that it is so important for anyone that's listening that might be starting a business or yeah. going into work with a partner to know when to be flexible, to know when to be resilient and to know when to have boundaries too. Yeah, so I um I think you know we have to have resilience because you're going to get knocked down a million times. Um and we've talked about that roller coaster, you know, through this discussion, but I think the resilience has to come back again from like and and being able to pivot and being able to like understand the different signs and also understanding, I mean, again kind of going back to the the, the story with my last company, you know, being able to like see the gifts in where how can I grow? How can I evolve? What can I learn through all of this? How can I expand, you know, through all of this? And I think we constantly have to be asking ourselves those questions. 
through, you know, through life, but certainly through the entrepreneurial journey, because if we're not willing to pivot, pivoting is, is one of the greatest uh, assets of an entrepreneur. And if you're not willing to pivot, um, you probably are going to get stuck um, because it, nothing, is lean, nothing in life is linear, right? And the resilience is being able to come, stand back up again. And, you know, I grew up my whole life thinking I could do anything. And I had a lot of accolades that I could do anything, right? Whether it was winning the 50-yard dash or whether it was starting a, a business as a young person or whatever it might be. I was like, well, sure, I can do that. And to go through what I went through in the last business and and really lose it, quite frankly, and lose all of my own self-esteem, lose all confidence in me, lose all sense of like being able to do anything I thought I could and to never and to get to a point where I didn't believe I could do anything. I've that had never happened in my life. So the I was so humbled through the process. And that's one of the greatest gifts of what I got to go through is because in doing that, I really got to um I really got to grow, but I also really had to learn resilience and build me back, right? Because we all have our insecurities. We all have our faults. We have our, you know, things that we're good at, things that we're not good at. We have, we're not always going to do things perfectly. We're probably going to mess up a lot. I mean, that's a hundred percent given as an entrepreneur, you're going to screw up. And how do you have the resilience of not beating the crap out of yourself and like picking yourself up and doing it again and learning and brushing off and like bringing yourself back. It's like, okay, you know what? Probably not my best performance. Maybe it was a bad podcast interview. Like maybe it was, you know, you big screw up in a purchase or a hire that you did or whatever it might be. Like you're going to screw up a lot and not beating yourself up, but self reflecting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And being able to like come back, you know, and some mistakes are bigger than others and some cost more, right? Uh, emotionally, financially, physically. Um, but, you know, we have to come back. And in every one of those slam downs, um, it's such an opportunity for growth. And that's, I think, that's how we build resilience. It's like, okay, what's the message here? I think it's also from all of these things that you've said as far as reflection, asking the right questions too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means instead of, why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to my business? What am I supposed to learn from this? Yeah, How can I take this to grow and not make the same mistake again or not hire the same type of person or set better boundaries. I think that the questions that we ask are so important. Totally. And I think, and I'll add on to this because I think this is where you're going, which is, you know, when it first was all going down for me, um, I was a victim. Like I was like very much, you know, um, kind of in the blame stage. And I had to kind of come back and go, okay, like, how can I be accountable to this? Like, and yeah, there's a lot of external forces and influences that are going to impact your life, your business, et cetera, that are out of your control. And a lot are going to be positive and maybe even more are going to be negative, right? And it's being able to like take responsibility for that. And I think having that shift when we are empowered, we take responsibility for our actions we actually become stronger because that's when we can really grow. We can't do it from a place of being a victim because then it's everyone else's fault. And we all end up there at different points in time. And then I think for me, the real growth happened when I shifted out of that. Yeah. So one of the things that I work on with all of the girls that I work with is that 
when you, whether you're working on your business or not, the personal stuff is still coming up and Mm -hmm. you're working on that at the same exact time. And it sounds like throughout your entire journey, and I'm sure many other entrepreneurs, is that you do have to do all of this personal development as well and self-improvement along the way or else you're not going to be a match for your business and the growth that it has because you're constantly learning new lessons along the way. So what are some things that you do in order to kind of check in with yourself, reflect and continue to grow on a spiritual and personal level while the businesses grow? So I've always, I mean, I grew up with my dad playing and this is going to date me a lot here, but um, like Zig Ziglar and then Tony Robbins, like eight track CDs, right? Like most of you don't know what an eight track is, but, (laughs) and my, you know, my dad would play those when I was five years old in the car. So I grew up listening to personal development, like my whole life. So it's always been part of my life. I've always, I I had a challenging upbringing and very challenging childhood. And so I've always been like working on me. That being said, there's a lot of blind spots that we all have, no matter how much work you've done, no matter how much you meditate, you know, no matter how much journaling or workshops or whatever we've done, nothing can prepare you for real life and whatever triggers might happen. And, you know, those are, um, and they, and clearly we know in relationship, you know, is probably one of the, best places to learn and grow and and work through some of our stuff, but so is in business. And I don't think people really talk about how the, some of those blind spots really show up in business. They could show up in how you interact with your team. They show up in how you act as a leader, how you communicate, what your energy is. Like, There's a lot of stuff that you carry with you. And I think really being in check with yourself, right? Just as you would be as a parent. Like, how did I show up today? What could I have done better? You know, what came up for me today? I mean, it's these constant questions of really self-reflection and that are so important, right? And if we're not doing that, we're just spinning, you know? And I think, you know, this is a, a maybe a little bit of an interesting thing to share, but you know, I had a board of directors with my last company. And it was we were in very big misalignment. And I I realized with my board of directors, I always felt like I I could never do anything right. I always felt like I was always misunderstood and um, that nothing was ever good enough. And what I realized is that was my parents my whole life. So it kind of had this epiphany. I was like, whoa, I recreated the dynamic with my parents with the board of directors. Mm -hmm. Because much like we do in relationship, we often end up in a relationship that's, you know, similar to whatever maybe wasn't positive, you know, in in our, our upbringing. But that happened in my business. And I like when I when that hit me, I was like, oh my God, like again, accountability. And so now I understand how I got here. Because as much as that's something I didn't ever want to relive again, my old patterns came in. Yeah. And so again, it's like didn't matter how much work I had done, I had to go through that to really open up that blind spot. Yeah. I <clears throat> fully resonate with that. I mean, it's just like peeling back the layers of an mm-hmm. onion and you're like, okay, this is coming up again. Yeah. Thought yeah. I had this. And I had to lose my company over it. And so, you know, talk about kicking my ass, 
right? Which is why it's been the best gift ever is because I've had to do work that I've never had to do and get me ready for what I'm going to, you know, for this new company and the things that I'm trying to do. And it's part of what makes this female empowerment thing for me such an important conversation is because I want to have these conversations. I want to help support each other. I want us to not pretend that these things don't happen. There is bullying. You know, there's a lot of stuff that, that, I went through that I don't want anyone else to go through. And if I can help, if my story can help someone else or inspire them or, you know, not just the negative, but all the positive, like, how do you do this when you have no experience and you're going through divorce and you have no money and do it anyway, right? Like how we come together and we learn and grow together is is honestly what lights me up more than anything. Yeah, me as well. Um, and that's why I'm so grateful to have you here. So I always ask a version of this question on the podcast, what are three things listeners can take away to from your journey, from the lessons you've learned over starting both the businesses? I mean, all of the businesses that you started along your life so yeah. they can feel more equipped in whatever it is that they're doing and creating? I think... Um, love the question. I think that we talked about this. I think one is not getting stuck on how. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, I mean, I think I'm probably going to bring up the points that we talked in here is like creating the momentum and staying true to the purpose and the mission so that you can bust through the, you know, the like the getting stuck on like, how the heck am I going to do this? I ask myself that still every day. It doesn't matter. And I'll probably continue to do that. Right. And at two was asking for help. And really looking at the network and the resources you have around you to surround yourself with people that are going to support you, whether it's to clean the house or it's to somebody who can be an advisor or a mentor for you. And then the third one is to really constantly, you know, make sure you're in alignment, you know, check in with yourself and making sure, am I having fun? Am I, you know, is, do I need to pivot? Do I need to... Is this the right path? Right? I, 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 I have a vision for this, but maybe it doesn't look quite like that. And being willing to like kind of go off the path. And so I think alignment is... you know, Alignment is when flow happens. And when we're met with resistance is when um, we... That's, those are opportunities for us to get back in alignment. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing those. Um, Lisa, I've loved this conversation so much. So for those that are listening that want to continue learning from you, where can we find you? You can find me. So you can find me on Instagram at Lisa underscore Odenweller. And you can find uh, my company, Chroma Superfoods on Instagram as well. And if you really feel inspired, you can email me at Lisa at Chroma Superfoods. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This was super fun. Super fun.